fits all perspective. Like I only will ever have my perspective. You'll only ever have yours. I can try my best to understand your what's happening in your life, but I'll never be able to never be able to experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest podcast in the universe, the Milky Way, whatever soul system you're in. You know who it is, it's your boy Femi here. You know who it is, it's your boy Nick. And we're here with a very, I know I say this every week, but this one's a special one. Is this one elite? It's elite. It's elite. Sorry, Richard. You know what I mean? Sorry, Richard. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't give these accolades to many people, you know what I mean? This is a, you know, this is a professional athlete, superstar, financial extraordinaire. Do you know what I mean? All the above. <laughs> Whatever you need, he's got. You know what I mean? He's, he's banging heads in the ring. <laughs> banging numbers in the, in the office. The guy's a G. The one and only superstar, our friend, professional boxer, Mr. Cohen, malicious, marvellous, Oh, magnificent <laughs> Masudi, how you doing my man? Awesome man, I love that intro I'm going to have to get you guys to do my Ringo intro from now Aye. That's I the best one I've heard strong. Cut the check There we go <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh that's crazy man But honestly, awesome. thank you so much for jumping on our podcast man Like, great to have you here man And I'm, I'm excited for this chat man I've actually been looking forward to it for a long time And I think we're going to get a lot of goods out of this For sure bro, but for sure before we do it Like every podcast you also like to start things a little bit interesting. So we got a little bit of a special one for you because obviously what we're talking about can be a little bit heavy. 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 You know what I <laughs> mean? With an apostrophe. You get me? So like we like to just <laughs> So what we like to do, man, is just have a little bit of icebreaker. We're gonna call this the, the banging head challenge. Yeah. Banging uh, head challenge. Banging head yes. challenge. Let's and go. pretty much what's gonna happen, man, is that we're gonna ask you a couple questions. Oh. You're a professional boxer. So we should keep it boxing related. So pretty much, man, we're gonna ask you about two questions. Uh, two boxing uh, questions, simple. Uh, and if you get one wrong, this friend over here, Femi, can you show the people please what this is? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the biggest chili I've ever seen in my life. Oh uh, man, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this bullshit. You got me on this shit. Yeah, all right, all right. This is That's red. Fair. Bread. That's fair. So anyone that you get wrong, Yeah. We don't have water, so we'll do it behind the scenes just so you can talk throughout the podcast. You okay. need to take a bite out of that. Okay, yeah, okay. we'll give you the behind the scenes one, you know what I mean? Premium. And if you do get it right, <laughs> let me hold the balloon for me, please. Uh, I, got a very, I got a very special one for you. You're going to want to punch this. You're going to want to. You're going to want to punch this. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, bro, I couldn't find oh, no. blue tack. No, Sorry, blue tack. So I had to use that. Yeah, it's budget. Oh, so I had to use the band aid. Oh, <laughs> Yes, I'm doing the band aid. Oh, you got uh, too much. I got the band aid on the Luke Woods head on the I've been looking to get another one in, so I'll be I'll be I'll be going for these questions now. Can you tell the audience who this is? What are we seeing? What are we seeing? My last opponent, Luke Woods, who uh, unfortunately and disagreeably I uh, lost to, but um, we'll get him back. Hundred percent, very disagreeably. We're all here, Team Cohen. So, Luke, I'm sure you're a good guy, but. You're gonna get your head banged in today, but sorry, brother. <laughs> but you got the phone out. Let's chuck in a few questions, right? And we'll obviously fact check it because we don't know all our facts. So that's kind of what you're here for. Okay, okay. So oh, you go. know your facts? Hey, I'm not the one that's getting the interview right now. Um, Let's go. Uh, so we go. So we go. Uh, cool. Who is? Well, let me let me rephrase that. 
in 1998. There we go. <laughs> who was the IF IBF? Yeah. <laughs> IBF World Heavyweight Champion in oh, 1998. 1998 IBF World Champion. Wouldn't have been Tyson at the time, would it? Tyson Hughes, sorry, just let's Mike Tyson. Oh, let's just fact check that one. <laughs> I mean, you're giving me in, you're giving me bodies, you're giving me IBF, I've got to be specific here now. Yeah, yeah, we want the specifics, man. You're not going easy on me. You want me to eat this chili, I think, eh? Okay? <laughs> you, you're going to eat it. you got to. Like, it's all, like, regardless if you got them all right. Like, it's just part we've of done it, about yeah. like four episodes right now. Yeah, Same yeah. type of format. Yeah. And everyone's got it wrong. <laughs> everyone's got it wrong. Yeah, listen, guys, <laughs> it's a record. Not going easy, eh? Not playing games here. For the sake of me wanting to see you hit Luke Woods in this balloon format, you got that right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. Second question is just an easy one because we all watched it and it's really relevant for right now. Who got the head banged in in the heavyweight fight just recently? Andy Ruiz. Josh, that's, it. that's it. Anthony AJ Joshua got his revenge. Yep. You know, there's always, that's what I love about boxing. There's always those storylines, those movie, you know, scenes that go on and it's just another one, you know, Andy Ruiz Little fat boy from Mexico comes in the world anyway, total. I didn't say that, Andy. But man, <laughs> dreams are made of, you know what I mean? But Honestly. Joshua, Joshua Smart, disciplined himself, came back and did what he needed to do, so. Absolutely dropped him, mate. So look, Andy Ruiz, man. I'm sorry, bro, like. But still jump in our podcast if you want. Yeah, I know, that's it. Oh man, Andy, come over, like we know a disrespect. <laughs> Just give us some of those those winnings you got from that first age man, fight. Little fat boy can fight, that's all <laughs> that matters. Doesn't Honestly. matter, doesn't matter how you look. I hope I don't see him on the street because, you know, like, I'm not trying to catch those hands, baby. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Boom, man. Well, he's got him all right, so that's a shame. But you're still going to eat the chili nonetheless. But <laughs> we'll talk about really? that. So what are you, right, left hand, or what do you want? Uh, whatever, man. Right hand. Right hand's dominant. Ooh. Put the power on him, at least. Hey. Everlast. Everlast sponsorship at any time if you want it. I'll shout you out. Every episode, every brand that we use, we're trying to get a sponsorship, bro. You can pop this balloon. Oh, man. We're going to have to... <laughs> oh, we're we have to get the anger in. Oh, we're going from Just for the guests out there, Cohen's just got an Everlast boxing glove on right now. He's about to bang this balloon with Luke Woods' face painted on it or sticky tape to it. Let's see what he can do. Well, I'm scared to hold it. Shall oh, I, you should be. I should be. Should I just throw it in the uh, air? You bang it. Ready? Should I throw it in the air? You bang Off it. No, 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 hold it, Nick. I'm, I'm, I'm scared, bro. <laughs> I'm actually scared. Oh, ready? oh please, 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 come. Oh! Latest Lukey, latest Lukey. Damn, if only that actually happened. No, oh, 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 oh. Next it. time, next That's time. Too, bro. That's it, bro. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All good, bro. Uh, That's it. That's it. Uh, well, look, we'll get straight into it, man. Like, we like to be able to get as much, elicit as much information as we can from our guests whilst also getting to know, you know, what your tips and tricks were, not just your story. So, first of all, why boxing, bro? Like, people know about boxing, it's fun, and people get excited about it, but as soon as they get banged in the face, it's a very different story. Yeah, But like, you've been doing it for a long time. What made you get into it? Was there, like, a underlying cause? Was it to get out anger? Or what, was the, what was the story? Yeah, man, and, um, yeah, you're right. Like, boxing's not the standard sort of you go from, you know, your parents getting to, you get, get into punching on with people as a kid. But, <laughs> um, man, 
it wasn't for me like I you know I had the usual sort of stuff school a little bit you know you picked on a little bit of bullying that sort of stuff but you know I wasn't I was lucky I wasn't I was pretty fortunate through school to not really get you know bullied too much or anything like that um always had my friend group around and that, that sort of stuff but for me I, I my dad always was into boxing I used to watch it with him as a kid and it sort of started out with a bit of fitness and you know I was a nice kid I was always a nice kid never a fighter in school um and used to play just a lot of different sports and and sort of just started out for a bit of fitness and started enjoying it and, and realized I was pretty good at it, pretty good at it and sort of um yeah started sneaking into the gym with dad and you know mum not really know what's going on and at that age man I was like 14 15 and sparring and fighting men you know grown men 20 30 years old and and um having a good crack at it so that's where I sort of just picked up and, and man I'm part of my you know blood and my body now so would never change it yeah so was the dad boxing when he was younger as well or he was just always into it he did a bit, but um, like he had to wear glasses since you know he was pretty young. Back yeah. then, his contacts weren't too good, and there wasn't surgery and that sort of stuff. So, but from what his mates, you know, he told, my mate, his mate group used to say, he was, he was a bit of a, a bit of a fighter. So, I sort of got it in my blood, I guess, a little bit, you know, mm. just instinctually. But um, yeah, man, it's one of those sports. Once it gets in your blood, it stays in your blood. I think so. Do you reckon that gave you an advantage having your dad being an like a boxing coach and having that kind of experience. 100%, yeah. 100%, man. I've been so lucky with that. You know, dads have been with me since day one. Like, you know, and I've never had a dad that's like pushing me into it and like forced me to yeah. do the sport, but he'd just be there like helping me through things, being someone to talk to that, you know, understands the sport um, and just sort of reminding me what I should be doing when I should, you know, be doing it. Cause you know, you're not always going to be doing, <laughs> especially when you're a kid man at home and like wanting to go party and that sort of stuff, you know, it's easy to get off the, on the right track, on the wrong track, on the wrong track. So it was good, man. Like dad's still there in my corner every day. You know, he's a man. He's one of the most knowledgeable guys I think in the sport. Knows people more than anything, and that's the thing, man. Boxing's a sport where, like, it's a person against a person. You know, it comes down to one man fighting another man, or one woman fighting another woman. And and you know, if you know someone well, if you can get in someone's head and you can make them perform when they need you, that's that you can't change it. You can't take that away. And, and you know, my dad has that more than anyone, I think. So yeah, hundred percent, man. And I feel like that's so important, right? Like in such a competitive sport like boxing, where it's like you don't have a team to rely on. Like you literally jump in the ring and it's just you. So you're fighting for yourself. So it's like, I feel like sometimes, and what I've seen from some other athletes that do like sprinting and track and all those kind of things, is that there's sometimes an enormous pressure because it's all you. Everything that you practice for, everything that you do, is just for this one moment. Did you ever feel like, as you were preparing for your boxing, because now you're professional, was there ever any kind of pressure that you felt knowing that your dad was your supporter, he's seen your growth, you've, you've talked through a lot of things or tactics that you're doing in the ring, and then when you get there, do you feel like, oh, I'm a bit nervous in case I don't do it, or, you know, things like that? Definitely, man. Like, I think nerves are normal. I, I've been pretty lucky. Like, it was weird with me, like, school, I'd be going doing, like, school athletics carnals and, get, and getting nervous and feeling pressure. But yeah. for me, boxing is weird. I remember my first fight, I thought, oh, I'm going to get nervous. Like, I'm going to get so nervous. And the closer it got, I kept thinking that. And I sort of got in there and felt pretty calm and relaxed. And I've, I've sort of learned, like, like because it's like you know you, you're in school you got a, you got a, a speech coming up and you don't prepare you do nothing for it then you get up you got to do your speech and you shit yourself yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're speaking about you know in front of everyone you're like you know with boxing man I train like a motherfucker I work my ass off man you know and I I dedicate myself and I do all the right things so when I'm there I'm I'm ready and I know I'm ready so you know like it's a mental game as much as anything so. I'm and like you always feel pressure, you always feel like you gotta, you know. But for me, it's always been internal. I've always been trying to prove something to myself and doing it for myself, you know. So while I care, obviously, the people around me, I care that what their opinions of me are. Mm. For me, I was always doing it for myself, always competing against myself. So that's still to this day what I do it for, you know. Do you ever find that like kind of like self deprecating though, like in terms of like, you know, because there's no one to blame it on. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because like, 100%. Like, I swear to God, yeah. <laughs> it sounds hard. But it's like, if you're a soccer player, like I grew up playing soccer, if, I, if I'm if i having a shit game, like I'm like, oh, I've never got the ball. 
They weren't playing me the ball. The team was fucking up. Da da da. But like that's a hundred percent on you. So do you have like how do you battle those demons and what are those? What's that like? Yeah, man, hundred percent. Good question because it's so true, bro. But like it goes both ways, you know. Like you get you reap all the rewards. You got control over what you're doing, and you know, like that's a that's one of the reasons I love it is having that full control and automation. Like I, I take that aspect into my life as like you know either you can be a creature of circumstance or a creator of circumstance. Either everything happens to you or you create everything that happens to you. You know. So I, I think. I think you know that applies to my boxing is the same as you said, man. When you get when you lose, you lose hard. When you win, you win hard. It's one of those sort of, and like it's funny, man. I've sort of realized recently, like I've always lived my life on this roller coaster, sort of like of very high highs and very low lows at points. You know what I mean? Like the lows can be hard sometimes, but I've realized that's just my life and how I like to live it. That's just my story. You know, some people have these emotional sort of scale that can only be, you know, they like and they're happy there. They cruise there and they're cool, and that's. Not me. And that's what boxing is. I mean, I get the highest of highs. I've sacrificed. I've delayed gratification like crazy. You know, put everything into one one goal. And, and when you get the result, nothing like it. And, man, when you don't get the result, it's the work. You know, yeah, it's hard for people to understand. I think the only people that can really ever understand it are people that are, if not fought themselves, because fighting is, I think, the hardest sport in the world in any type of fighting. But, a, you know, a high-level professional athlete or someone who's really dedicated themselves to one thing to, you know, like then not get what you know you have in your mind you have one clear image is there it's it's it, that's what's happening and then it doesn't happen your whole life is revolving around this this image mm. it, yeah it's it's crushing stuff man but one thing i've learned about everyone has their struggles everyone has their bad days everyone and everyone got, and you know you choose the problems you want to deal with and this is a problem i've, I've given myself you know so you know like yeah. the, the lowest lows come with the highest highs so this is something you gotta deal with yeah man exactly. i love that man i think that's awesome and i want to kind of take it back to just a little bit when you were talking about why you were doing boxing you said that you're doing it for yourself like we've doing that is there something that you're trying to prove to yourself or like how do you have that internal motivation to like yeah. just keep doing it yeah man like a big part of myself um like for me i think i believe that a lot of people walk around with insecurities and feeling bad about themselves because mm. they don't have anything to be able to prove to themselves who mm. they are. People don't know who they are, what their val what their internal values are and who they want to be as a person. And like that's what boxing's given me. It's given me like like this is who I am. This is my identity. I am a fighter. Like I mean I have so much other stuff going on in my life that's more potentially more important to me. You know, I have a little boy, I have a girlfriend who I've been with for years and love more than anything and you know, those things, if I had to, if everything was lost in the world, it'd be my family, my friends, the people I love and care about the most. But, you know, what boxing does is it gives me an identity. It gives me a place where I believe, you know, every man, every person in the world has a fire inside them to, like, do something. And boxing is that is me. That's what my fire is designated to. I, and I, you know, burn through, burn through myself sometimes with yeah, that, you yeah. know. But, um, yeah, man, like, that's, that's what keeps me going with it. But I think, you know, also just, like, the biggest part is, I've said to my girlfriend before, like, there's a point where I've gotten to points in boxing where I could just not do it anymore and just be happy, just chilling, yeah. cruising, kicking back through my life. But man, like I know I, and more importantly, my girlfriend, my my son, my family, deserve more than like a moderate life. They deserve mm. to be able to do what they want when they want and have the time. And like you know, like you know, you see these people with money and, and power and shit like that. They don't deserve it. Like they're not they're not good people. They don't mm. deserve it. You know. My, the people around me, man, I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without the people around me. So I know those people deserve more and that's what I want to create through boxing. I'm good at it. To me, I see it as like something that I enjoy, something that gives me fulfillment and something that is a tool to give my family what they deserve, which is everything. And like, you know, I want them to be able to, I don't want my girlfriend to be working and having to look, you know, up late at night, my little boy. I want her to be able to live the life she wants to live, like 
you know, because I've, I've created that, don't you know? Um, and to be able to give back to my parents for raising me into person I am. So, man, they're all the things that keep me going. I think that's the biggest thing is having a reason why, like having strong reasons why. That's so true, man. And like, I resonate with doing? that. I resonate that with so much. Like, even with us, when we started our business and we started going to like the health and fitness, so I started going to the gym, man. Like, it's so easy to just give up and not want to do it. And when you have that constant reminder of why it is that I'm actually doing it, why is it that I'm putting myself through this? Because the reality is, is that everything that happens behind the scenes, it's, it's not fun and games. It's not no. joyous. People get, too, people get too confused about, oh, I see all these glamorous lights. I see all of this, all this flashy stuff, blah, 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 blah. But they don't understand the grind and hustle that goes into it day in, day out yeah. to get there. And I think that what keeps you doing is kind of what you were saying, Femi, is that don't seek that motivation, but seek that inspiration, man. And having that why and what actually drives you to keep doing that is just super valuable, man. And I would encourage anybody to like, with any venture or any passion that you want to do, just always remind yourself of why you're actually doing it. Exactly right. And I always liken business mm. to, to sports. It's the same kind of thing. Nobody ever sees an athlete in the gym. Nobody, no one cares. Like, do you know what I mean? They see your little highlight videos. Yeah, they, they see what you want you to see. Exactly. Yeah. They see you doing an alley-oop dunking. They see you knocking <laughs> out Andy Ruiz. You know, they see all that stuff, but they don't see the fact that you've been, you know, you know you're training for eight, nine hours a day. Mm. You don't see the fact that in your business that you've been working on something for 16 hours and you've been in incredible financial debt. Mm. You've been like, if you're after, you're completely spent and you still got to go feed your family. Nobody sees what you're actually going through. Mm -hmm. and, until, and until you're able to accept that and continue to go through and have that inspiration and have that purpose for it, you're going to quit every single day of the week. That's it, bro. And that's the only difference between winners and losers, bro. The ones that's... that keep going. The ones that keep going and going and going and going. No one just goes like, yeah, sweet, and goes through. No one. Like, it's just how it is. Yeah, man. That's exactly right. I think that's a perfect kind of segue into like what I wanted to, the next kind of thing I want to talk about is like, you've recently suffered your first loss and, and for as long as I've known you, like I don't know you to lose. Like, and this is, we've been, so a little bit of background story for, for Cohen and I. So we, me and Nick used to train at the same gym with Cohen uh, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And Cohen is by far one of the best boxers I've seen face to face. And I mean that. Um, and I, all the fights you had, amateur, before you went pro, even amateur, you were just, like I said to you, you were just abusing people. Like, we will honestly be like, no, we will actually like, fuck, this is so slack, Cohen. No. Like, Cohen. No, we just do a little bit of footwork, we look like, at the ring, and we just be like, Cohen, I'm like, yo, I remember one time, we had a little exercise where we had to hold the bag, and then like, people doing body shots. Oh, no, no, no. When I had to see it was me, Nick, and Cohen, I was like, fuck. <laughs> No place for games, man. Yeah. No place for games. We don't play boxing. We no, fight. Exactly. So you have a big fat like cushion, but he's still breaking your ribs. This guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, Cohen's a proper fighter, man. So to come out there and to not be used to losing, honestly, because I don't think you'd be used to losing. You've been smashing it for a very long time. To then come and have suffer your first loss, especially in a professional level, what did that do for you mentally? Because, like you said, highest of highs to go from one one massive peak to a valley what did that do for you like how did you deal with that and are you are you still in that kind of like down state yeah man um yeah it's pretty full-on like um i've like i guess to start with you know on, on sort of what you said um 
in my amateur career, like, you know, I had, I had about 80 amateur fights and, and through those 80 amateur fights, I lost about 20 of those fights. And, you know, most of, a lot of the fights, well, pretty much all of the fights that I was losing was at the highest quality, you know, the highest mm. level of what I was fighting, which was usually, you know, I'd win the state title, I'd represent the state at, at national level and I'd lose, I'd have a broken hand and lose a close fight or I'd lose by one point. It'd be the closest of close, you know, to be able to, you know, to reach my goal, which was always representing Australia. So... I, I mean, I've I've had crushing times through sport, uh, my boxing as an amateur already, and like probably some of my hardest times have honestly come through boxing. And again, it's hard for people to understand that without doing, you know, something like this. But this was definitely like by far the most crushing sort of experience I've probably had in my life, to be honest with you. Um, and it sort of goes back because you know people, you know, people say, oh, it's one loss, you'll get over it, you will, you'll be building, and it's all true. It's the stuff I tell myself now, like as my mind's becoming more positive. It's the stuff you do tell yourself. You rebuild, you come back. It's just one loss. But what people, as you, as you mentioned, what people don't see is the, you know, the eight weeks of preparation up until this this fight, where I'm training twice a day, six days a week, you know, two hour sessions a day, not not sleep like you know my body's ruined and i'm not i'm not working like i should be i'm not doing right, the right stuff on work i'm not i'm not spending time with my girlfriend and my son and then you know i'm not sleeping the, i'm right i'm giving up food i've given up time with my friends and all this sort of stuff man and that's the thing i choose that i wouldn't choose anything else that's what i do to be able to do my sport and i love that but when you do all that you're preparing your mind you've you've you know you've you've mentally and physically got yourself in this ridiculous shape and mindset you're a warrior you're a killer you know you're out there to go kill and that's not that's the only option you've got i'm fighting for a belt i'm fighting my first 10 round fight against guy luke woods who i fought five years ago in the amateurs i fought this guy at the national level five years ago he'd represented um he'd been to the commonwealth games this is my first year at the elites and lost the closest fight to him which was you know in in, in preparation to get us to the next commonwealth games I've been looking for this fight since then, you know what I mean? I've been yeah. doing this preparation. That's the fight I wanted. They put his name out there. People were in ducking man. I said, yeah, give me him. I want him now. I want to fight him. I want to prove myself. And it's not a fight I had to take. It was a high-risk, low-reward reward fight, you know? So we went into it, went into it injured, went into it with shit camp, and there's no no difference. I, I was killing. I was going in there to kill. I was going in there to tear his head off. And Man, I went in there, and I, bo I boxed well. I boxed really well. I did the job. I, the fight was close. It was close, and it could have, you know, it could have potentially been a draw in worst case if you if you wanted to go against me but I won the fight without a doubt in my mind without a doubt in the team's mind and everyone there thought the same thing unfortunately there's a lot of politics in the sport and man I'm not a sore loser I don't want to hold on to it but it is like it adds, adds to the point of it you know so man like onto your question of sort of how I felt about it and how it sort of affected me um like yeah it was sort of like Crush, crushing man as I said white noise when at first when I first realised what happened it was just white noise and then and then yeah doubt sort of all those sort of doubts and things coming into your mind of like what what did I do wrong what could I have done better what, blah 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 and, and it sort of comes you know coming back to the fact that that I did the right job was even harder to sort of accept with it you know but um for me man like the biggest thing I found like around it like around the whole aspect of like mental health and like talk yourself talking and stuff is that no, you don't talk to anyone ever in the world ever more than you talk to yourself. You know what I mean? And like, I've always been very proud of my mental, my 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 sorry, my um, my self talk and my positive thinking and my you know, you know, um, goal setting and like you know, image setting, all that sort of stuff. I've been very proud of that. But then when these sort of things happen, you know what you should be doing. You know what you should be telling you. And it's the same thing when. You know, you really like. I think when you have these hard times, you appreciate the good times, and you understand mm. people that are in bad times a lot more. Because when you're in these bad times, you can't just like fix, fix yourself and feel better or do something to feel better. Because that self-talk is so negative and so you know 
and you can't argue it. It's it's you. It's mm. you telling you something subconsciously and so deeply that you can't argue it. So for me, that was the killer, man. It was just you know those quiet times when it sort of creeping in my own head, and I'd think about it and think what I could have done wrong, and think about all the people that you know, like oh this person did me, fuck this person, fuck that, this that, yeah. you know, and, and like you're just negative, man. I hate thinking like that. I hate thinking like that. But for me, man, the biggest thing, like I'm so lucky in the fact that I've continued to always like hold relationships with people close to me, like dear, like and and put time and energy into that. Like I've been with my girlfriend now for nine years since school, you know, wow. man, and, like one of the most beautiful human beings you ever meet and like my family, my mum and dad and my brother and sister, some of the most beautiful people you meet. I've got my trainer and just like my friends and family and people, you know, I've got really good relationships around me all the time and, and for me, man, like being able to get out of my own head and be able to speak to people and be able to put like these nonsense thoughts, like because you have nonsense thoughts, man. When you're in this state, you think bullshit and you talk down on yourself and you and being able to get that out of your own head and just be able to speak to someone that can give you a different perspective because that's all it is, man. Talking about how like no one sees what you do, no one sees the process, bro. Life is all perspective. Like I only will ever have my perspective. You'll only ever have yours. I can try my best to understand your what's happening in your life, but I'll never be able to never be able to experience it. You know what I mean? You can't. So like being able to put get out of my head and head to talk to people that like know me and that I know care about me more than anything, and be able to hear their perspective and sort of like then you know, you've got to be open to listening to it. For me, being able to listen and take it and you've got to be wanting to feel better. Like if you don't want to feel better and if you don't want to change it, you know, as much as people talk to you and as much as people tell you the right stuff, you're not going to feel better. You're not going to get out of it. And for me, man, like that's the thing. I, I've, always, I've always been a happy, like, you know, positive person. So when I'm not feeling like that, I'm like, what's wrong? I need to fix something. And I try, you know. And, and, it, and it's hard. Like, fuck, man, I was... I went to Fiji the day after the, day after the fight. We had a Fiji trip booked in. Went with my girlfriend and another couple and I'm there like... I've said to my friend, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to, I don't feel like I deserve to be here. I don't want to be here. I want to be at the gym. I don't, like, I'm not having fun. As sad as it is, it is what it is, you know? But, man, I got out of it and I got out with, uh, and like, it never let me go. Like, that will stay with me forever, that fight. It's just how it is, you know? As a perfectionist of what I do, that's how it is. But I'm at a stage now where it's becoming fuel to the fighter. It's becoming motivation. Like, man, I want to beat this guy before. And, like, you know, how sweet will it be when I beat him this next time, you know? And, and when I climb past that and I get, you know, Go to where I'm going, which I know I can be. I know I can be one of the best fighters in Australia. I know I can be one of the best fighters in the world. So, man, a bit of a long rant to get around to sort of answer your question. But for me, man, it's been a, it's been a long journey in my own head. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I love that. And, like, <clears throat> I'm curious to figure out, man, because I'm sure it would have been a long journey. Like, how long ago was the fight? That Only three, four weeks ago. Three, four weeks ago. So, so like... Pretty fresh too. What kind of things for someone that's kind of gone through like a massive loss or something that's been super hard and those people that are really like big on themselves that they can't accept that when I'm not just perfect, like what would you suggest to someone to overcome that and cope with those kind of strategies? Man, again, I can only like talk from my own perspective. Like I'm not going to talk like I'm an expert on like, you know, depression or mental health or anything like that. I've only had like, I've had my touches and I can, for me, man, it's just like I'm empathetic towards people that do feel like that because I know like, how hard how, how crushing it does feel it's a weird weird mindset to be in but just talk to people man like everyone says the same thing everyone says the same thing i've been wanting to talk about mental health for ages but i feel like it's that that gimmicky thing now it's like to talk i want to i'm but like it is such a real thing man if you can be able to talk to someone and just have someone listen hear your thoughts like just vent yeah. even if it's a rent like i don't know man whatever works for you just like i think our heads are the worst place. I remember I listened to a bit of Joe Rogan. I remember watching some of his stand up a while ago, and he's talking about how when you lock, when they lock up a prisoner, the worst punishment for that prisoner is when they put him in solitary confinement. Yeah. And he's like, "How crazy is that? The worst place to be is by your, with yourself. In, you're in your own head. That's the worst place to be. Yeah. 
That's the worst punishment. 100%. Isn't that crazy? So, like, obviously, we're not supposed to be there, man. If you, especially if you're negative. It should, and it works the same way, man. If you're positive, you've got the right mindset going on. Like, we all we talk about this. Like, fuck, you'll kill it, bro. You'll blow through the ceiling. Yeah. So, I think, from, yeah, that's from my experience. I think the biggest part is to be able to talk. And anyone, man, if you haven't got... And that's the thing. I, I can imagine it'd be hard if you don't have close people to you. But yeah. find someone. There's, there's people to call. There's people to talk to always, so... Yeah, so when we were going through a lot of business losses and really, really tough times in personal lives and my own personal life and family life, it was the it was the hardest thing to for me to actually articulate what was going on because we have this own especially we have our own perception of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we believe that people have the same perception of us, right? Yeah. Which is oftentimes absolute bullshit. Like no one sees you the way that you see yourself. Yeah. So the, the, the hardest thing was realizing that like, I'm not what people see me as yeah. and I need to just relax, get rid of my ego and just say what I need to say and be able to have those kind of conversations. And that's a lot easier said than done. I always preach the same thing. Like it's just express what you need to express. If it's journaling, if it's reflecting, if it's whatever it is, get your shit out, go to the gym, go for a run, do whatever it is, but make sure you're not holding those toxic like, issues in you because that's when it's going to come out it's going to manifest to becoming more anxious about a situation becoming depressed about a situation and then it's going to become a lot bigger of an issue than just you know um you know something simple yeah. so 100% man I agree with you and the biggest thing that I take away from that is the, what you've been saying to me since day dot where it's where it's like comfortability is an enemy of progress, right? And it's like people get so comfortable. That's one of my favorite sayings. Yeah. I love it. I've made, I've made two people change jobs from that. <laughs> but it's so true, right? It's like people are comfortable just not saying, or what I would feel was that people are maybe a bit comfortable not saying anything. Because it's uncomfortable for me to express how I feel, express my thoughts, express all these kind of things. But then they get a bit surprised when things aren't really changing, yeah. right? And as soon as you step out of your comfort zone, you do something that's uncomfortable, such as just talking or journaling or whatever it is that it may be, that's when you're going to start seeing the results. That's when you're going to start seeing the change. And I think that's so important what you said about just like, just going out there and talking, doing what you're not accustomed to. Mm. And sometimes people just, you just feel better just getting it out there. Like not expecting a result or like, um, like sympathy or something from it. It's just like, I just appreciate the fact that you just listened to me and heard me out. You know what I mean? And I think that's just so, so important. Like 100% agree with both your messages, man. Like that's so valuable. I wanted to throw a question out just to everyone here, all right? The thing about this is that everything we're saying isn't news. Yeah. Everybody knows this shit, right? So it's more like how do we actually ignore or have better self-talk? How do we actually have less external influence? Which is because the reason why we have these negative self-talks isn't necessarily that we're innately negative. It's because we have all of these external influences that have come up to us and, and all these problems have become our own. Yeah. So it's how do we actually ignore that? And how do we actually, like, what are your examples on how to ignore it and move past and have much more positive self-talk? Mm. Man, that's a really good question, man. And I think, man, like the only thing that really comes to mind and what kind of works well for me when I'm going through those negative kind of thought processes and having that negative self-talk is when I just have a moment of gratitude, man. Like, I think for me, like when I just continue to remind myself that, man, at the end of the day, like 
situations are shit. Nothing's ever perfect, but there's so many good things that are happening. They just take that five minutes or two minutes just to just reflect on all the good things. And it can be just simple, small things. Like I'm just grateful to, to be alive. I'm grateful to be with my family. I'm grateful to have a roof under my head. And as soon as you start going through that train of thought process, be like, I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. For me personally, all the negative stuff tends to go away. Right. It just happens to me, but like I have a moment of gratitude and I'm like, I feel quite refreshed feel quite rejuvenated actually and I'm able to continue my day and that's why I always preach that a moment of gratitude is so important in the morning because that's really what dictates how your day is going to be like if you want to have a negative day then like 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 you were saying before it's so easy to get pinboard during your day and then be like oh, I hate this person from beeping at me or I hope this person <laughs> didn't give me the job but when you have a moment of gratitude and you're just like you know what I'm going to start my day feeling quite positive quite optimistic about it you're, it's going to carry on for like the rest of your day and if you make that your routine like I feel like for me personally that negative thought that negative self-talk will slowly start fading away it's not easy because yeah. it's not comfortable to be like, yeah. you know what, I'm going to sit here and just be grateful for a moment because people don't really like those intangibles, but I'm telling you, those intangibles are what really makes the game changer. That's my thought process. 100%. I think people always want the, the five simple tips. Yeah. There's no five simple tips for being happier. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got to do the hard work yeah. and work through. You've got to fight your demons. Yeah. And that's what I always say is, like, if you don't go in and you have those battles with yourself... Yeah you're not going to be able to come out stronger. Like, yeah. it just can't happen. You can't, you can't expect it. Exactly right. It's like anything. You can't expect anything for free in life. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people do. And that's like, like anything. We thought, like we talked about people not understanding when you put hard work into something, you get a result, you know, yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I agree, man. I think that's a, like, I would have to agree on that as, like, sort of, you know, sort of it joins into what I, I wanted to sort of say was... Um, I guess just like taking a look up out of your own thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. being out of con cause I'm, I'm reading a book now called, um, by Eckhart Tolle called, uh, practicing the power of now, which like talks about, you know, living in the now, like controlling your, th your thought pattern and, and yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And I think like a bit of that, a big part of that self talk and that negative self talk is like when you aren't, you, it's, you see yourself as your thoughts, like, you know mm. what I mean? Your thoughts are you, which they aren't. Like, it's your subconscious talking to yourself and then you're processing them and reacting in an emotional way. Mm. Once you sort of realise that and you can you can practice, I mean, it's hard because everyone does it. You're always talking to yourself and you yeah. always... But even just, like, I've been practising, like, being, being in these meditative... You know, when people say meditation, you know, if you're sitting there humming, <laughs> you know, like, Gandhi or something. But, you know what I mean? Like, being in these meditative states in my mind where I'm in my day-to-day -day doing my routine, but I have my mind completely quiet. And you get in these states and, like, it's blissful, man. Like, you don't realise. You don't realise how much you're, like, burning all this energy and stretching yourself and getting all yourself tense and you don't even fucking do anything. You're sitting there at work yeah. or whatever, like... <laughs> Why are you getting stressed? Why you burn energy, you know what I mean? And if you can, if you can try process it, you can see what thoughts are coming in and what comes out. And you can sort of like, I think a big part, man. Like obviously, I guess like we're all like sort of talking this in a fairly high level. Like we're obviously fairly self-reflective, fairly you know in touch with like where our emotions are. I think like, I man, I think a lot of people just struggle to even identify their emotions, yeah. like what they're thinking and feeling. Because like I, one of my mates recently was like, I realized I was trying to advise him, I was trying to tell him shit and like help him through a bit of a rough stage, and he was getting, he started getting pissed off at me. And, and like, and I realized, I was like, my experiences are my experiences. Like, I am who I am because of what I've done. Yeah. He hasn't been through those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I can understand what I'm thinking and what I want to do and all that shit because of who I am, what I've done. Like, he needs to do that himself. He needs to figure that out for himself because I can't tell him that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and like, man, I don't, I don't know if I have, how I have advice on like what, you know, to how to find your own emotions and feelings and stuff. I think it's just how, be, something is practiced, like any muscle, you know? Exactly. 100%. I think that sometimes people just need to go, go through those hard times to be able to figure it out.
like sometimes I feel like it's a bit hard to fully comprehend and be able to practice something that you've never actually experienced before until it actually happens. Like until you actually go through those times, that's when you're going to see the value and actually being self-aware of my, your emotions and what you're going through. Because even for myself, it, like I was never someone that used to internally reflect or even care about my emotions. And still to this day, I find it hard to kind of articulate how I'm feeling. Maybe because my vocab shit, I don't know. <laughs> Facts, you know, I feel six bad. Words max, yeah. Six words max. I feel angry. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Nick Smash <laughs> Control X <laughs> You know what I'm saying <laughs> But you know what I mean bro? But it's until yeah. I actually realised That I was going through some hard times And like I had good friends and support people And that were around me That were like bro Like what's happening And it kind of forces you To kind of like Internally reflect and I think that, this, and then even after you ask that question, you give an answer, it just sits with you for some time. Yeah. You're like, you know what, like, the way that I answered that question was a bit, bit crap. I didn't really, wasn't really truly authentic. And then it gives you that ability to actually, behind the scenes, just internally have a self-talk with yourself and be truly 100% vulnerable and honest at that time. And I think that's when you start to learn and get the actual ability to actually mm. articulate your emotions, articulate what you're going through and be like, you know what, it's okay. Like, I feel that people always feel like I need to be okay. Like, I need to be good. I can't be going, shit, going through shit times. But there's nothing wrong with being like, you know what? I'm not okay. And that's a big part of it, bro. As you said, like, I think you said, like, on, like being honest with yourself. Yeah. And, like, being vulnerable. That's so true, man. Being honest with yourself, bro. Just admit, like, mm. yeah, be honest with how you're feeling. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with how you're, like, who you are as a person. Yeah. And, like, you're going to be happy, happier for it. And that's the thing, like talking with boxing, you know, having the highest highs and the lowest lows, I think that's in life in general. Like you look at like the most successful people in the world, they've usually gone through the most ridiculous, horrible experiences yeah. to be able to get there. And I think that's how life works. It's weird. It's like people talk about yin and yang and balance and all this sort of shit. And like I'm not very, very spiritual sort of person in that regard, but I do believe that like that there's some sort of balance there in regards to you don't get anything for free. You don't, you don't just happen to fall in and, you know, win the lottery one day and your life's just dandy and fine for the rest of your life. Like something's going to happen there, you know? So yeah, it's interesting. But. And I think that particularly, cause we're all men here. Um, Nick. I'm not going to build your secret for relax. <laughs> no, but particularly with men, it's so hard for us to be vulnerable with ourselves. Yeah. Because it's sure. like, it's like, it's almost like, like I said, it's just, it's almost like we're admitting defeat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, even though I know I'm sad and I'm upset because my girlfriend did this to me or because I had this loss or I didn't make it to this position I wanted to, I'll never ever think that, that I'll never accept that in myself mm -hmm. and I'll start to blame people and then I become angry because it's much easier to be angry than it is to be sad. So it's a man, it's a masculine I'm a, yeah, yeah, angry yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me up, I'm gonna bash it by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Big smash. <laughs> it is it's and the hardest thing and the, the only way to really overcome that, because I was exactly like that. I was a very I was a bit of a turbulent child, you know what I mean? Like I was an angry kid. And the reason the only reason why that was because I had no real understanding of my emotions mm. so growing up we was never really that easy for us so and i was always just pissed off i was always like you know making jokes i was always just always underlyingly pissed off mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i was able to actually you know self-reflect and really think about like fuck the reason why i'm upset isn't because i'm angry it's because i'm sad 
I feel abandoned. I feel betrayed. I feel neglected. I feel all of those emotions. And instead of reflecting and being able to action it from there, it's just easier to be pissed. Yeah. And it's like the same when you have a partner or a girlfriend. You know, you don't you don't want to tell them that you feel betrayed by them or you feel you know like neglected by them. You just think that you're a bitch. I'm angry at you. Yeah. So that's why we have all of these constant battles with ourselves, and we're so violent, or we're so we're not able to have those close relationships with other men because we're not able to actually understand our emotions. Yeah. But what I really wanted to get to, man, was something that we had a, a bit of a chat for before you came onto the podcast, and you were talking about men's health being particularly important to you right now. And I'm like, like, why is that? Like, why is it so important for you right now? Yeah, man, well, like, just, like, through, like, you know, I've had a good life, man. I'm lucky. I've had, like, a good upbringing, good people around me. And, you know, I was sort of talking through this whole subject we've been talking through. I've, like, you know, I've forced myself into uncomfortable situations. And through this, you know, boxing, I've chosen to do this. And that's where it's given me my, my some of my greatest highs and some of my worst lows yeah. and like because of that I've, I've, I've like had the touch I've had the taste of that like I guess what you call depression like what you you know like when you've just man these black clouds in your head and these dark days you don't want to you don't feel like getting up and doing stuff you don't feel like doing you don't feel like yourself you don't you're not the same per you're not happy with people that you're happy with doing happy stuff usually you know yeah. and like because like because I've felt that like it's like I, I appreciate not being like that usually and I can empathize with people that do feel like that and like for me man like i don't know i don't know how you can walk around and not empathize for other human beings if you can't like if someone's a shit man i'm i shoot my life straight bro if if someone's a shit person if someone's a fuckwit i won't deal with them don't won't deal with them and i'll tell them that i'll be upfront with it if someone's a good person if they've never done anything wrong wrong with me and i'll, I'll assume they're a good person person i'll do i'll wish them the best of luck and the best of success in their life there's this famine mentality there's a certain amount of success and a certain amount of like happiness and go around like i don't know where people have that but it's a thing that happens and i mean i believe there's enough success enough happiness to go around and i want everyone to just feel good be happy and successful and i believe that that holistically for everyone man good energy creates good energy and momentum and having that around like everyone you help everyone everyone's feeling good everyone's happy everyone's going the right direction everyone's feeling like shit everyone's in a bad environment everyone's unhappy no one's helping each other everyone's chopping each other down with this tall poppy syndrome bullshit no one goes anywhere man it's the same with like you know anything you know so for me man like like firstly like it starts for me you know i always people that mean the most to me the, the ones closest to me my family my friends and the people that have you know that go out of the way to do things for me that that doesn't benefit them in any way you know and they're the people i care about most firstly and and, and like want to really like and you know and, and just and from then anyone i know anyone anyone i've had any interaction with that i've ever spoken to or had any relationship with i want them to be fully comfortable with the fact that they could actually say to me man i'm feeling like dog shit at the moment i feel like fucking shit i don't know what's going on i've you know i can't get out of it whatever but that's it if that's all it is you know i would feel good about, about that but and then and then to take it that step further, man. Like I know I've got friends that are in bad places, and like we talk to each other, we we talk it through, and, and I know it helps us all. Like little things, man. Like being on PlayStation, we playing PlayStation, talk some shit about, like whatever, and and even just being able to listen, being able to have a laugh, man. It can make a big difference, I think. So, for me, man, like that's what I just want. I want people around me. I want people I know to feel happy and feel comfortable with you know ever speaking to me or anyone around them if they can. And holistically, man, I just want the world to be a happy place. That's Sounds hippie as a, but fuck, that's the way it is. It's true, but man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of enough hate, enough people chopping each other down, enough Bro, people fucking. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
That's the perfect ending, man. <laughs> I swear to God, that's that tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, true, man, get me all emotional in that. But man, I care. Should I care about yeah, it? So. Nah. I love, I love that. that. There's not enough, like you said, there's not enough people that actually genuinely care about this shit. It's not, bro. And that's the thing, like, people, like, man, like, people have shit lives, bro. People have, like, people, man, I can't imagine living a life where you constantly feel bad about yourself and you constantly don't have someone to speak to, man. Like, like I said, I've felt shit in my position and I'm a lucky person. You know what I mean? So, like, so, yeah, man, that's what it's about for me. I love that, man. And we're, we're the exact same, bro, like... As much as we we can sit here and think that like shit was was hard, like there's so many people that have been through mm-hmm. a lot worse and actually don't have anyone, yeah. and that's what we're just trying to reach out. I mean, if you've got any, if you've got if you're going through a hard time or you need any kind of support, you can hit us up on the, on our we can hit us up on our DMs, and if you want to have a chat, like we'll always be here to have a chat with you. And I'm sure Colin's the exact same, man. Yeah, yeah whatever, yeah, whatever. I love that, man. I think that. That was perfect. Perfect, That's a perfect ending, man. (laughs) Nah, man. Honestly, Cohen, we went over time with you, bro, but this was actually such a great chat. I loved it. And for anyone that was listening right now, if you guys, you know, got a lot of value out of what Cohen had to say or what Femi and I had to say, man, I would love to hear from you guys. So drop us a review or just share a message with us on our Instagram. You can find us on Femi and Nick. And I just love to hear what you're gaining from this, man. And love to be able to get our message out there more and really just help really break this stereotype around mental health, man. It's not, nah, like, we're on a mission, baby. Nah, honestly, <laughs> today, today, if today didn't, you know, spark something in ya, bruv, <laughs> go get service. <laughs> nah, but seriously, nah, appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for coming into another episode of the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Femi, aka the greatest podcast on planet Earth. Um, and we'll tune in next week when we have another awesome guest and you can see us laughing and talking and crying and doing all that stuff again. So thank you guys so much and we love you all. Peace.